Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. Greetings and welcome, fans of the DC Universe. Fresh off of exposing my underwear on the Marvel Movie News Show, I'm Adam Gertler. It's true. It's true. That's you. Should have won. Oh, I'm Roxy Stryer. Johnny LaQuasta. <laughs> and joining us today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you a veritable who's who of DC information and knowledge, a comic book historian, Mr. Alan Kistler. Hello. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. We just did the Marvel show together. Yes, we did. That was a lot of fun. So briefly, just let everyone know your your pedigree so you can un- people will understand why this is so badass to have you with us. Yeah, I, I've been working as a geek consultant and comic book historian for a few years now. I've uh, appeared on different uh, DC animated features and documentaries. You can see me in Batman and Son, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, and the Blu-ray, New Whoa. Frontier. Uh, the Aquaman collection, the Plastic Man collection. What? Do you mean, do you mean doing um, voiceover or your? No, I when they when they do those features of like, so tell us about the history of this character. Like, I show up and I tend to break things down. Like, I explain the new gods or things like that. Are you wearing a cape? Because that would yeah. be awesome. Right. I do not normally wear a cape. Down. Occasionally, it's a see. He breaks it down, so we and, have an uh, expert yeah. here. This I also just made the New York Times bestseller list with my book Doctor Who: A History. Congratulations! Thank this you. is why you're too fancy to introduce yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and wait, can we go back? for a second because I missed this thing about your pants. Oh, yeah. well, I, yes. I he, sat in he on dropped the... dropped trail. Yeah, I sat in on the DC show. And, and I, I wasn't there? I, I was wearing... I mean, I sat in on the Marvel show uh-huh. and I wore a Marvel shirt and I'm like, okay, guys, yes, I'm your friend. I love Marvel. And then at the end, Word I was like, said. DC rules. And I pulled my pants out and I had my Superman boxers on and I peaced out. And then you also threw some sausage at him. Where are you? Oh, I did I did leave them with sausage. That's right. You whipped out your sausage. No, no, no. no that was separate. I, I cooked your sausage and loved it. Oh How was God, it? So I ate good. it literally in two sittings. It was oh. You, you so ate much. that sausage. Yeah. Well, I've given Alan some Twice of my sausage. Yes, I'm going to enjoy and it And you out there, you can have some of my sausage, too. Come to a doghouse restaurant opening soon near you. There you go. Uh, let's jump into the DC news. There's plenty to talk about this week. <laughs> let's kick off with a very uh, amusing story first. Uh, Transformers star and former model Tyrese is lobbying for Jon Stewart Green Lantern job in the most shameless display since Sean Young tried to get Catwoman out of Tim Burton. Ha, 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 ha. Look, look at the Photoshop work on that. That is impressive. This is actually only actually, one of several images. There's been quite a few of these going around. It's actually really good Photoshop, I gotta say. I mean, I'm intrigued already. Look, when and you I'm got not the a money, huge Tyrese fan. When you got the money that Tyrese has, you can get a lot of people to do this kind of stuff for you. True. When All you right. sit around your mansion. 
I guess this is mostly to you, Johnny, because it's not that I hate Tyrese, but I just don't understand. Like, people are obsessed with him. What's up? Well, he's look. I mean, he's what? Why? Why do I? Have to because before this we started, you were like, "I love Tyrese." Way to throw Johnny okay. under the bus. No, he's a funny. No, I like Roxy. Tyrese. Roxy came out throwing sand, swinging. She's like, "I'm not going to wait for these guys to start with me. I'm just going to throw Johnny under the bus." No, right? no, Tell no. me why I'm wrong now. <laughs> to Tyrese's credit, I like Tyrese. I think he's a funny guy. Right. He started off as a right. model. I mean, let's be honest. You like his stuff. The dudes were. Rid- I, I didn't really look at his underwear. He gave ads, you a sausage. But, uh, no. We, 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 not, no more sausage, Roxy. None, none of that right oh, now. Oh, man. You're really throwing me off. He became an actor. He became an actor and actually a pretty good one. I, granted, I hated the movie Baby Boy. thought it was awful. But he developed himself into a really good actor. And, you know, Jon Stewart is black. So why not pinch <laughs> yourself for it? I don't know. You might get some slack for that one. I'm just saying. No, no. That's a statement of fact. Jon Stewart is no, black. Is not the Daily Show Jon Stewart from the comics, no, Roxy. I, so... I, can't, I can't argue with that. That's it is a point. It Alan, is what do, you, do you have an opinion on this? This uh, lobbying for the role of Green Lantern. I think it's cool that anyone's lobbying to go for yeah. John Stewart. I think that's really cool. Uh, would he be? He's, he's not the name that came to my mind when I thought about John Stewart. I, I'm definitely in the Idris Elba camp. Me too. But yeah, but what if he hey. becomes Bond? He's not going to become Green Lantern. Ah, I don't mind if he's if he's both because he's he's the kind of cat that would play them both so differently. Bond would be a far way off yeah. for him too. Daniel Craig still has that. But so. no, but Daniel Craig, from what I understand, kind of wants out, and yeah. Elba's being strongly considered. Yeah. Well, know. there's certainly it, a lot of rumors. Again, yeah. if if he plays them as very different characters, and I would trust him to, I really don't mind that. I he he've gotten a little bit of him in a superhero universe as Heimdall, mm. but. I want to see him be full-on superhero. He's actually smack-talked the Marvel stuff a little bit, and what, to me, seems like he's trying to make his way out of there. He's Mm -hmm. like, you know... um, I agree with you. I've been a proponent of Jon Stewart to be the Green Lantern, and there's a lot of Hal Jordan lovers out there. My idea, or the idea that I love, I shouldn't say my idea, I love the idea of it being like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Having a couple of people from the core in there. However... The way that I've seen Jon Stewart portrayed, it is, to me, someone with more gravitas. Yes. Mm. I think that's my main thing. And, and Idris Elba is... He's he's got presence. He's, he's got... It's not just a military aspect. There's there's the authority involved in it. Like, he, he's got this sort of sullen, quiet authority in him. Right. Like, Idris Elba played off of, like, a Bradley Cooper or something like that. That could be sure. a fun dynamic. Uh, either as Guy Gardner or as Hal Jordan or something like that. I just wanted to see them do something different yeah. with the Green Lantern movie. We can't have like another solo superhero. I'm no. on my mission. Mm-hmm. No. So you don't buy Tyrese as the expert sniper marine, like I mean, because he's played military before. He I has. know, and Transformers. Yeah, absolutely. I hate those movies. I don't yeah. hate him in them. I actually don't hate this guy as an actor, and I think it's cool that he's kind of going after it. I just don't love him as Jon Stewart. I have to say that the chat role is pretty much agreeing they're not they're not really into Tyrese as Jon Stewart. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about how we are live right now and I'm talking to everybody on YouTube. Yeah. So on uh, Thursdays at 2.45 Pacific time, we go live. You guys can join the conversation um, on the Popcorn Talk YouTube page. So if you yes. guys want to talk to us, then that's where to do it. But I agree with you, Adam. I, I like that he is campaigning. I like actors that know what they want. They go out yeah. there, they Try to get it. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. All right, go ahead. Killer Zelly says Tyler Perry from Gone Girl as Jon Stewart. All right, I you know what? That it's idea. not that much. Sure, that sure. How about Tyler Perry from any Medea movie as John Stewart? Why That's not? you know that would be a very interesting way to go to go let's a little just, bit more of a comedic route. Let's go campy. Why not? 
Uh, I feel it. like I can I answer a lot of why. Why not? The look on his face is like, just stop it. <laughs> well, well, what would you like to see? Because I'm assuming that you probably know a lot more about the history of the core than maybe uh, you know a lot of people here. Uh, what do you want to see? You know, obviously, it wasn't very successful the last time we saw the Green right. Lantern. I mean, there were parts of it that I thought, like, were really cool, like, you know, but I mean, the, uh, overall, it was terrible. The first Green Lantern movie, like, you, you, it was written by four people, and it looked like it was written by four mm-hmm. people. There were too many story arcs that didn't go anywhere or that stopped and turned into a different story arc. And then also, they honestly, they screwed up from moment one in an understandable way but from moment one you've got that whole voiceover where they're sort of doing the Lord of the Rings origin voiceover right. of what is the core what are the rings which would have been cool if then the next scene showed and Hal has been a Green Lantern for however many years Right. they didn't Hal was just becoming a Green Lantern so then you have to repeat all that information to him and then the movie starts dragging because this guy's playing catch up to stuff we already know now, did he we get are not the, on the journey did he get the ring from is it Abin Sur right. okay that part I thought was great it was no, there were and it looked great. Like yeah, the effects a, of that whole thing were great. You had a good cast and you had lots of good moments, but there wasn't a cohesion between them. They weren't sure what kind of personality this guy was supposed to have or what his arc was. And I, I think you just gotta, you can skip, you can skip origin stories. Like just give us the basic thing. These are space cops. They're volunteers practically. They're given these weapons. Let's go into a threat where you need multiple Green Lanterns from different planets. I have a question. Has it even been said which Green Lantern they're going with? It hasn't been. Nothing it hasn't official. been said. Oh, so right. Tyrese is really just. That like was my fishing. next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, like, good no, point man. though. Bring it in. Here's yeah. a good point. Sometimes I, I feel like actors get the inside track on what roles are being cast. So does the fact that Tyrese is lobbying so heavily for this role is that possibly a hint that it has been bandied about that they are considering going with John Stewart? Well, it could just be a logical progression. The fact that the last Green Lantern tanks so bad, they might mm-hmm. as well go with a different character. Maybe. Yeah, but that taste in everybody's mouth is just going to be so sour for so long if they don't reconcile it. So Kinda that's like why if I feel someone like drinks from your cup. You get yep. just that little sad look on your face. I just don't like your spit germs in my drink. Continue. I think that's valid. Continue, Roxy. Anyway, <laughs> I just think that if they don't somehow include him in the movie, people are going to be referencing back for so long, and they're not going to have another chance to see someone else. So, yes, I do want to see John Stewart, but I also want to see Hal Jordan, which is why I think that mm-hmm. yeah. Adam had a great and you idea. And you can have them both, which right. is one of the beauties of how the Green Lantern Corps is set up. You can have multiple people who people consider, like, that's the Green Lantern. Yeah. It doesn't have to be... A complete passing the baton where one guy goes away. Alan, you've made me see the light. So all the people that like to tweet me, all the Hal Jordan lovers, I'll give you Hal Jordan if you give me John Stewart. We put them together, yeah. and you have the have the personalities yeah. play off each other. Plus, I want to see lots of alien Green Lanterns. Too. I really want to see some alien Green Lanterns. Like what's in space? Yeah, Kilowog was done pretty well. There right? was some was great Lady Green Lanterns. I that mm. whole crowd scene in the first movie. I didn't see like one woman. I was like, that's really weird. What are the odds of that? I'm loving your woman support. I am. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Roxy's distaste for spit, when grilled for Aquaman info, Jason Momoa gave up that it would be a it would be a different kind of Aquaman in the movies than we're used to uh, from the comic books. He was speaking actually to a seventy five year old woman who was kind of a big fan of the comics and was asking him about. Would he, you know, would he be, um, you know, would he have a beard? Would he not have the beard? Right. And he said, basically, it's going to be different. Obviously, I'm not going to be white or blonde. Right. Which makes me happy because we're all, we've all said how excited we are for Momoa. It's my most, you know, favorite piece of casting news for the DC Universe. Yeah. And I want to see 
him being uh, an Aquaman unto himself. Right. I mean, good luck finding a blonde Hawaiian. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's from Hawaii. Would people really expect him? Look well, at- he's from Atlantis. Yeah. There you go. You right, know. but look at that mane on his head. Can you no, picture that right. being bleached yes, blonde? Yes, I can. You're Have right. you seen him with Khaleesi and where, the way she looks? If he looked like that, I kind of wish he was going okay, blonde. Obviously, that, he's not going to be white. We're not going to whatever it is, but that, the that blonde, with yeah, blonde hair. I could see it. I could see it. I wanted to see him go blonde. I really don't give a damn about yeah, the hair color. I, I give I, a damn. No, that's cool. Frankly, no, my dear. That's cool. I'm saying I, I'm saying I personally don't. I, yeah. I just, I really want to see... Uh, there's such a majesty behind Aquaman you can get into. There's this great like mix of sci-fi and mythology you can really tap into. I really want to see DC do that. I, I'm really hoping we don't try to ground it too much in reality or try to downplay some of the weirder aspects of his world. It seems like there's going to be a lot of aliens and uh, underwater science fiction elements introduced Good. in these films, so it's going to be hard to stay so quote-unquote grounded. Exactly, you know, yeah. We've got aliens. We started with Superman, so clearly also, we're off-world. Aquaman's just such a cool character because there was never a secret identity aspect. Like he would, he would fight with the Justice League and then go home to his wife and kid and say, dude, Brainiac was weird today. And, and he would just be completely open with them. <laughs> Everyone in town knew who he was. Yeah. Brainiac really made me feel bad about myself yeah. today. You know, he, he really got to, my head. He keeps trying to shrink things. What, what's his deal? <laughs> well, it's funny we're talking about Aquaman because that leads us to our next. Yes, actually, Michael Shannon walking around Sundance this week, repping his DC status, wearing an Aquaman shirt, which kind of ties into the fact that many people suspect that the General Zod character from Man of Steel was responsible for seriously messing stuff up in Atlantis, possibly killing the Atlantean king, and making Momoa, Momoa's Aquaman come to the can, surface. Can we first pay respect to how awesome that shirt is? I was just going to say <laughs> how hungover shirt. he looks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, when, you're, when you're that dude, you could wear sunglasses inside. No one's going to question. He, he looks like he's asking if that's a camera. Yeah, yeah. true, true. He, he's got a little bit of a busey face on him in that picture. Like, oh, what, what's, what's going on right it, now? I saw this picture, and it took me a minute to look at the shirt even, because I was just staring at him like, all right, what did you What did you do last night? Like, I have to know. <laughs> it's Sundance. I'm sure everybody's, you know, they're watching movies, they're That's partying true. all night. No Everyone's judgment. Cracked. Everyone's cracked out just of Sundance. Just envy. Yeah. Only envy. No yeah. judgment. So do you think, I mean, you know, in Man of Steel, his world engine does kind of like, you know, kind of, do, do a lot of damage. Is that going to play back? Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of callbacks to the events of Man of Steel so really maybe, triggering um, the beginnings of the DC Cinematic Universe. So do you think this would make people rethink about how much they hate Man of Steel in the future? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if they really like use it as a launch pad... <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe if, there, if there's more right, foreshadowing right. than we realize, would that make us go back and be like, oh, well, maybe... A lot of wasn't. retconning. A lot of retconning. Right. I don't know. I mean, because that's a pretty cool way for Aquaman to show up. The fact, Honestly, that, the fact that there was a machine in, in the ocean wasn't my main problem with Man of Steel. Well, yeah. What was your main problem with Man of Steel? Uh, yeah, if we're going to get into this. Oh, no, the dog. I love dogs and Superman. I want crypto in a, in a freaking movie. I love crypto. I know, um, but the dog no, being the inciting the incident yeah. for the father's death. Yeah, I don't mean the actual casting oh, yeah, yeah. of the dog. <laughs> That's my biggest like, problem. No, it's it's. Uh, I think I think you had an amazing cast. I think you had some really good uh, scenes. I think you had some really great ideas of how to modernize Superman. I I was actually down with Lois totally being in on it. Like that's that's fine. But uh, it's again the the story arc. Like for for me, the hero. There's got to be a moment where it becomes really proactive. I'm, if I'm going to stand on my own, I'm going to go on my own path. 
and I didn't really feel that strongly in Man of Steel. He was following one father's example for a long time and then met Ghost Dad and followed his example. <sighs> and you had this, like, beautiful speech that Ghost Dad gives him about choice. Jor-El gives him about choice. And he it's a beautiful speech about whatever child could choose and find their own path. But then he goes, so by the way... You're supposed to be a hero to Earth, and you're going to bridge our cultures. I've even picked out the outfit you're going to wear. Here you go. And it's like, oh, so choice went out the window. You've uh-huh. been planning this the whole time? Like, there there were way too many contradictions of the theme. Also, I think every superhero movie you're doing, because they are getting formulaic now, and they're, they're all falling into a similar category, you got to look at what makes your guy stand out. And for Superman in the very beginning, the very first story, he's taking war profiteers, making them enlist in the army so they can see war, and then asking them from this new perspective to change their behavior. He could have just scared the guy and said, don't make weapons. But he doesn't. He wants to show an ideal to live up to. And in Man of Steel, I don't see an ideal that we don't already, like, he kills an invader. We do that already. We do that all the time. And we're very good at it. So I didn't see an example that Superman was giving of, like, here's something you can aspire to. So you loved it. <laughs> All right. Well, while I we're talking, while we're talking about having issues with things, I just have to bring something back because every week you seem to pick a fight somehow with Heisenberg, and you're picking these fights. And I have to say, what did I pick the fight this, with Heisenberg? Well, this time he's Googled you because he's pissed at you. Oh no! And he Googled you and says that there's uh, a photo of you with oh, nothing dear. but an apron and an egg in your mouth. Okay, so this is hot. Just just in case you want to throw some shots at Heisenberg. Wow. In the chat. Uh, I think that that picture was actually my Twitter uh, avatar for a while. I'm definitely oh, not so hiding that picture. No, no, no. no. I, I wouldn't think you would be embarrassed by a photo like that. No, are you kidding me? I wish there were more. I, I, I I'm just trying to more. add a little fuel to the um, fire. Okay, no. The, look, that's that. good. That's all good. I agree with you. I'm... Uh, you know, I think there there were there were moments. I think it, it, it could have been better. I think overall, when I've returned to it, I've appreciated the film more and more. And I really love Henry Cavill as Superman. No, I think, like you I know, said, cast is fantastic. Yeah, but there, there were just so many things where I just thought, "What are you like the like the way his father died?" Also, when and every, that was my biggest problem. That was a huge problem with me. One, it just doesn't work scientifically. Like anyone who's been in a tornado, you don't run under the underpass. How you, many times you will die? How many yeah. times have you been in that tornado? Like, <laughs> this so week, like, okay? <laughs> and also, if you have the ability to save your dog and your dad... Exactly. But, but even do it. Even beyond that, there's no real lesson learned from it. Like, every time that they've done a story where his father or both parents die, it's either natural causes, a disease, right. or something like a car crash. And the point is that there are things Superman can't prevent. Yes. And it's a lesson in mortality. And and his own limitations and perspective. And none of that applies to, well, my dad asked me not to save him from a tornado. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I totally agree. I guess but the other I will... lesson is don't live in the Midwest. I don't know what the other That is, is also That's part actually of it. the story of Man of Steel. Don't live in the Midwest. Uh, so let's. Uh, <laughs> and let's terraforming move... can happen on Mars instead of Earth. What the hell? Yes, yeah. why not? Yeah, why not why, put it there? Why didn't Zod just put them on Mars? So uh, we have uh, more Suicide Squad casting rumors. This is something that's been going on a lot. We talked last week about possible uh, Joel Edgerton uh, taking the role of Rick Flagg Jr., also John Berenthal. Now throw into that mix uh, a very popular actor among the geek set from the Star Trek franchise Mm -hmm. and the uh, much-loved, if not very profitable, Dread film. I freaking loved Dread. Dread was great. It was so much fun. It was great because it was a snapshot. It was no origin story. And and Anderson. Anderson was a badass. It was great. Yeah. 
So I'm so glad you feel that. So well, don't forget he was in Xena Warrior Prince. Okay, so let's just go one, uh, moment by moment. So what do you guys think about Carl, Ur- Carl Urban possibly taking the role that was going to be Tom Hardy's? I mean, they're all m- I, muscular dudes. I would so, be fine with that. I mean, here's the deal: we uh-huh. cannot get attached to any name right now, sure, at all. So, Why? Because she's going to kill him. I, I feel like I just had my heart ripped out of my chest when we just yeah. had the drop of Temple of Doom style. Well, no, I mean, even when I thought that I was going to be Jake after that, and then he wasn't, and then I was like, you know what? I am not committing my heart and soul to any of these. I'm men. not asking for a commitment. I'm asking, asking you to date yeah. Carl Urban as a name. <laughs> I don't want to date him. No go one out for coffee stand. with him as a possible Rick Flag. Junior. I don't want to go to coffee with him. I don't want to go to coffee with anybody <sighs> until I know that they're Roxy. cooking me breakfast in the morning. This and I don't like, know that this yet. This is like what the girl I was dating did to me this week. Just crushed me. Well, uh, you know, fuck. there's always a We don't fallback. need to get into it. Here's the thing. What gets me excited about this, what possibly saves it, is the Rick Flag senior rumors of a possible Ed Harris or Max Martini from Pacific Rim. Look, just like Gary Sinise, if you could add Ed Harris, you'd do it. If you add Ed Harris, okay, how awesome is Ed Harris just in anything? That's very yeah. true. No, so, no. I, I felt the same way about Tom Hardy, but now if you add Ed Harris to the mix, yeah. I kind of don't care as much about the junior. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Or how familiar are you with Suicide Squad, with oh, the flags, I'm, with the juniors? Please, no, I'm totally, I'm, I'm actually doing a video of, of the Suicide Squad's history for the YouTube channel I host, Think About the Ink. Oh, oh naturally. Uh yeah, well, well, I mean, the original <laughs> Rick, Rick Flag Senior is a retroactive character because the original comic started with just Rick Flag Junior leading the Suicide Squad as basically like monster hunters. It was it was one of DC's weird, ordinary people fighting dinosaurs and strange beasts, and it lasted about five six issues. Okay. And then, this is from the fifties you're talking about. This is from back? this is from the the sixties. I okay. would say it might have been the fifties. Okay. Um, we'll get it right for your video. But uh, oh, sure, yeah. uh, oh, I yeah. do fact check. But uh, but then the '80s, after the the Fighting crisis, uh, DC wanted to revive some old titles, and Bob Greenberger and John Ostrander talked about Suicide Squad, and mm-hmm. they really had no interest in making it a monster squad. So the idea came up with, we've got all these B-list villains. Wouldn't it be great to put them together in a team? That way, you could sort of explain why some of the lower powered ones keep winding up outside of prison again. And that way you also have a sense of risk because we can kill off the really low tier ones or we can make some of them really interesting characters. So suddenly you had this team of supervillains in the Bell Rev prison, which was so weird to me because it's a reference to Streetcar Named Desire. And mm. you you have them like trading. Is uh, that where my, uh, 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 Blanche was? Right, right. It's and Bell Rev. You know, right. Bell Rev, yeah. That's yeah, the, the name of the. The plantation, the right. And in on. the first That's issue. Comes so Blanche becomes Poison Ivy? <laughs> <laughs> There's a cross continuity. Okay. Huh. Well, but they specifically mentioned the plantation and, and history of it's it been so in awesome. the first issue of Suicide Squad. <laughs> so weird. But, yeah, so John Ostrander loves the theater. But, uh, but Arthur yeah, so Miller you, getting referenced. Right. Awesome. But yeah, Tennessee so you've got Williams. these. Williams. You've got Don't these, do that to me, my theater major. I corrected myself. <laughs> you've, got, you've got these great villains uh, to use, and, and how some of them developed. Like Deadshot was just this dude who had fought Batman occasionally and now he got to become a whole character unto himself because of Suicide Squad. So this whole idea is that Suicide Squad was originally this one team led by led by Rick Flag. Right, we originally it was it was Rick Flag Jr and so he was leading the new prisoners and right. then we learned retroactively oh before his team there was even a World War II Black Ops team led by Rick Flag Sr. So Excellent. we retroactively got that idea. So I mean, you tell me 
Ed Harris is this dude who like fought Black Ops missions in World War II. Automatically, I'm interested in the movie. Yeah. Are either of you familiar with the other name who is being reported as the second choice, Max Martini, who I is in Pacific Rim? Don't know Max Martini. He was Martini. part of the father-son yeah, I saw. Yeah. I, saw I actually love this guy in Pacific Rim. Was he was great. great. But that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, so... me too, but he stood out. He's, he has a great role. I'm a big fan of Pacific Rim. Um... I, I thought that was great. It's not Ed Harris, just because Ed Harris is another one of those guys where it's just like he could just say anything, and yeah. I'm like, I believe it. Well, he's also way more well-known. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Max Martini's a pretty cool name. It is. It is. It I is. thought Max Martini was like a, like a, 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 a drag queen. Yeah, like an actual... I mean, like picture a dude popular. in a tux. Yeah. I mean, look at the pictures right there. A yeah, dude in a tux, the, Even really? the, Ed, the Ed Harris Mark, headshot Max right Martini. there. I'm immediately picturing a dude in a tux, like, Max rocking it up. No, there is no. a drag queen named something Martini, Thank I think. you to everyone in chat roll for calling me for Rick Flag. Thanks. It makes me feel good. Oh, Johnny LaPlasto for Rick Flag. That's no, um, I'll get in the barrel-chested I'll be a snapper car. What about also being reported is that Deathstroke is going to be in the Suicide Squad, in the Suicide Squad film, possibly as the uh, villain or enemy of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And uh, a name that's being thrown around is Joe Manganiello. Okay, Speaking Joe of been... going to the gym, damn. Right. Wow. Yeah, he's a beast. Homeboy He's a big huge. boy. His name has been thrown around for, for everything. everybody. Is this guy Finally, going to land something in one of these comic book movies or what? He was talked about for Superman. Oh my gosh! He's been talked about as uh, I. He was uh, earlier talked about as Aquaman for an, an Aquaman or something. Yeah, he's I been mean, talked about for every single thing. I yeah. love him. He's got to stick somewhere. He's got to stick somewhere. What's crazy oh, about him? I is, keep waiting for Roxy's quote of the show. It's like it almost goes there, but it doesn't. What's quite. crazy about him is he has like <laughs> he has the kind of physique and look where he looks way older than he really is. Like yeah. the dude just maybe it's the little bit of the gray. I don't know what it is, but he is just I don't know how the hell you look so, like that. Deathstroke is another great character, and it was yeah. actually portrayed pretty well on Arrow by Manu Bennett, who is an amazing from Spartacus. Great who's also as jacked as a guy can be. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Spartacus. The guy spent most of the show naked and, you know, leaves nothing to imagine. But what did you think of that portrayal? I mean, what would you like to see? On, on Arrow? I, I yeah. love the portrayal on Arrow. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just it just showed, like, he really, he also, because Deathstroke is often this kind of unapologetic character in the comics. It was great to see that they actually, most, most of the time, in different shows, the flashback is just kind of filler, mm-hmm. and an arrow can sometimes it can feel like filler. But for the Deathstroke storyline, where they were showing him develop and the friendship with Ollie, and then how that friendship gets torn apart, it was really well done. It, it really added a lot to his character, and and gave him a, a little bit more of a gravitas than just this cold blooded uh, money for hire assassin, which is great for the original origin. Because originally, when he fights the Titans, it's not just because he's been hired; it's because his son died. And he's trying to fulfill his son's contract. You know, right. this is my biggest problem with the fact that they're separating the universes because You'd love I to think, see him. Well, I I just think that they've done such a good job casting for the TV universe mm-hmm. that it's really hard for me. You know, or even as uh, different what about people, the Deadshot though? They cast that Deadshot looks so silly on I, Arrow. I don't know. I think that they've done a great job, and people are even talking about uh, in the chat today, and I've seen it all over the place. People really want uh, Diggle to play John Stewart, the guy who plays Diggle. So like, people are just loving the Arrow cast. Most of those cast. people are probably I, not I, casting directors. I, I mean, I'd love no, him to stay as Diggle and meet John Stewart. We can have more than two black superheroes yeah. in DC. So that's, no, it's true, of course. But I'm just Tyrese saying, like, should take over Diggle in season know, four. Of you guys know that I'm a huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Sweet fan lady. of. That's Tyrese's old song. Yeah. I'll piss in the little box if you don't let me go. 
<laughs> Please, Bane Cat, continue. Wait, Bane Cat just got cast now? Yeah. What the hell's happening in Arrow? Bane Cat for the win. Uh, no, uh, you guys know I'm obsessed with Grant Gustin. I'm having a hard time with that. So every other time we talk no. about a casting that I love on the shows, and I know that they're not going to make an appearance on the big screen, it's, yeah. it's tough for me. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Arrow... Really found its footing, and and Flash has just been rocking out. Right. Yeah, I really think they've done a great job. I think they're great, but I think that's what's great about DC is that there's lots of different continuities to draw from, sure. and like they can go in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. with these characters, and it all has um, precedence in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm okay with there being other ones mm-hmm. out there, so I kind of disagree. Uh, another name I just wanted to throw out is Jason Clark, uh, who's going to be in in the new Terminator movie as well. So. You know, I just saw a trailer for that. It looks ridiculous. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing it's going to be good. <laughs> so do I. I'm with it's, you. It's um, just because weird. I don't think it will be. I feel like but... the star of those films is James Cameron, to be quite honest. The yeah. only good ones are James Cameron movies. James and, and Linda. I, I agree with that you, Johnny, gross. that I like the trailer, but I have to say that 90% of the people are not liking it. No, no, I didn't. I, but I, ridiculous doesn't necessarily mean a good thing when I said oh. ridiculous. Oh, you might, you might have actually meant what the word really means. I saw the trailer in, in a theater the other night, and yeah. I was like... Like, oh, you don't mean like LOL, LOL, haha, totally ridiculous. No, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Nobody would mean that. Ever. No. <laughs> Got it. All right. Never say that again. Just going to go hide yeah. under the table. <laughs> Not really. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was for Heisenberg. No, I'm with you. And, and <laughs> That's right, Heisenberg. Every time you make me angry, Roxy suffers. This is not me trying to be like, um, you know... I don't want remakes or reboots. No, because I'm all on board with the Ghostbusters 3 all-female yeah. cats. and amazing. But when I watch the Terminator trailer, something about it, just it doesn't seem right. Well, also, this is this immediately would turn me off, is that uh, the, in, the new, in the new premise for that movie is you've got a Terminator raising Sarah Connor, basically, and, like, training her her whole life. And I'm thinking, well... It's kind of like a prequel, right? I think. It's, it's, cha- it's doing what the Star Trek Star Trek did. It's changing yeah. the timeline and changing yeah. the origin. But Can you say all this in your best Arnold Schwarzenegger voice? Because no. we, do, we do impressions here. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you gotta look, try. I'm sorry, guys. Terminator <laughs> was a license by Dark Horse. We have to move on to DC. Fair oh, enough. All right, Fair good enough. Point, uh, good point. Continuing with Same Suicide Squad, we mentioned before Gary Sinise and we weren't sure if he was possibly being considered for Rick Flagg Sr. or possible General. Now we're hearing, and I don't know if that's actually General Elling or if that's General Sam Lane, Lois's father. That kind of makes a little bit more sense to me. Gary Sinise being tossed around. Also, another actor that I would say... If you're going to put Lieutenant Dan in a film, that's not a bad thing, necessarily. No. <laughs> what do you guys think of the possible inclusion of Gary Sinise in Suicide Squad, oh. possibly as Lois Lane's Let him dad? be Lois's daddy. That'd be amazing. Why do you think that? Just Because he's he... Gary Sinise. Okay. Yeah. And so just him in any role and, would be great. Yeah, yeah. Lois also, needs guidance. Also, because Sam Lane, is he's an antagonist to Superman, but he's someone who works really well where you, you can kind of see where he's coming from, where mm-hmm. he just he has genuine concerns about... You know, an alien who goes around being this powerful and no one's checking him and no one has a way to necessarily keep him in line. But will he take you to breakfast in the morning? Not me, probably. How? I, okay. No, actually, um, and it's going to be cooked by Adam and nothing but an apron and an apron. How would you, how would you compare uh, that general, General Lane, to say Thunderbolt Ross? There's a lot of parallels there in that, like, you got Betty's yeah. father, Lois's yeah. father. Yeah, they, they both definitely the suffer two, from... Two of the most powerful you know, right. heroes in comics. I mean, they both definitely suffer from, from becoming closed-minded. Like, they have what they see as reality and other people just don't get it. But I think... Uh, there, there is a difference where, like, General Ross truly became obsessed, but, but actually believed he was in the right. Whereas Sam Lane, after a while, decides that 
morality has no place. It's it's safety among other things. So he's actually more cold hearted as things go on, right. and just he just justifies it. Which really it. kind of in a way echoes General Zod's belief, but from the Earth perspective, almost a little bit from Man of Steel. I mean, taking bit. that you know the idea was General. I mean, that's another mo- that's another problem I have with the movie because I'm not sure how much was his belief and how much was programmed because they talked about that every baby is like programmed predetermined. For a role. So I'm like, does he actually have free will? No, but but I mean, it's that idea that it's cold hearted. There's no morality to right. it, and he is he has a purpose, right? And that's kind of what you're saying about yes, General yes, in that yes. I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, but uh, still in the Suicide Squad, Jeffrey Rush was rumoredly uh, offered the role of Clifford DeVoe, the thinker, yeah. who has also been another villain, also has been another member of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Love this. I don't know much about this character. I, 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 they're saying that Jeffrey Rush has passed, but... Uh, the inclusion of that character. What, what do you think of that, Roxy? You seem to have an opinion. I, just, I didn't know he had passed, and then I just fell in love with the casting. I'm on oh. board. From me. I'm on board with the character, regardless who they cast. It does sound like a cool character. Yeah, he really it is definitely great. a cool character. Yeah. But Except I keep, I'm nervous. What's with the passing on this script? Why are people passing on this movie? Well, yeah. it's, it's you know what Jeffrey Rush is one of those actors too, where I can see him not necessarily but, wanting to play those reindeer games. But, but uh, he but he did Pirates, Pirates of the, of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he had a bad experience. That was also, you know, Every maybe... Every time? Uh, How many of those did he do? Uh, he was four? In, yeah. Wasn't he on all four? Really? Is he? Yeah, yeah. he was in all four. It must have been a multi-picture deal. I wanted to... I know he's so great. Yeah, he is, he's so no, great. Can we talk about Shine for a second? Shine oh, is like man, Shine. Amazing. Shine with young Baltar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, such a great movie. Uh, I, I, that is upsetting. That would have been great to see Jeffrey Rush in I think film. he's just incredible. Oh, wait, but what is this? Isn't it, The Thinker, doesn't he have like... Um, it's the silliest name of a weapon. It's like his his Thinker's his cap. His Thinking Cap. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me about the Thinking Cap. No, like. because, because DC in the 60s, much like Marvel in the 60s, had no embarrassment, all right? We had guys named Rain. Rainbow Raider, whose real name was Roy G. Bivolo. They literally, took, <laughs> yeah. they literally took Roy G. Biv and made it the dude's name. No just, apologies. Didn't he just come back on to one of the TV shows? He was on Roy Flash. G. Flash. Yeah. And, and they didn't call him Rainbow Raider, but they did call they him Roy G. G. Bivolo. And he's stuck and in the pipeline like, right now. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Education awesome. about the color spectrum is very important. That That's true. true. That's Wait true. a sec. But, so, no, no. I just wanted to sidebar yeah. real fast while I think about it. On Flash, how the hell... Are they able to incarcerate these criminals without any sort of trial or arrest? Because no one knows that they're there. They just there. hide them in, in start. The pipeline. They, they no one knows them... that they're there. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. It is, the but that's why that's Harrison Wells. No, he's just so influential. Okay, is that what's going on? And like the Flash yeah. is just blinded yeah. by it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, three he's, of them in there. He's like convinced them. That- no, so no, if you had three right. people in your basement, but, like, that's okay? But you're right. Like, he's, he's just it's convinced not okay. them. Do you remember the Cleveland story last year? Not good. <laughs> yeah. But he's just... Don't put it's, people in your basement. It's part of Harrison we Wells' manipulation. That. Okay, so, yeah. so yeah. I'm not wrong that's, to think no, that, and that's going to no. come and to roost. Oh, that's totally going to come home okay. to roost. Okay, because I'm like, how yeah. can you just incarcerate yeah. people? No, it's, it's not totally going to come home to roost. They're going to make an army before anything else happens, and they're going to fight back. Are you kidding? Flash is complicit in this. I think that's going to be really interesting moving on. It's going to be a fascinating story to get into. He's got a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, absolutely. You can't no matter how bad you think someone is, is in this country, we have a, a trial by a jury of your peers. I have a request. Can we talk about Margot Robbie now, please? Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fair, um, fair. Continuing with the Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie spoke out about her upcoming turn as Harley Quinn. 
And if we might hear her use the Brooklynese accent so often affiliated with the character uh, from her origin in Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. um, that's where the character originated. But since then, it's uh, the character has appeared in Injustice Gods Among Us, yeah. uh, the popular uh, Arkham, Arkham Asi- games. And look, in uh, Arkham Asylum, the, the film, the animated film, I there's no way she's going to go that. That accent in Arkham Asylum was, Assault in Arkham. I'm sorry, Assault in Arkham. Yeah. Uh, it was too much. Like it was yeah. great for cartoon. That's more like the cartoon. Version. But it was like it was becoming a satire woo. of itself. It really was. And yeah. there's no way Mr. she's going to go that way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with sure. that. But I have to say, her quote was kind of strange, saying that she didn't think that the accent would be even close to what it was uh, in nah. Wolf of Wall Street. It'll be subtle. And yeah. I, I don't. I don't think of it as being subtle. I think that it will be a different kind of voice, but it's got to be like piercing. Well, it was yeah. a Brooklyn vo- accent wolf too, is right? What I mean, that, but that was partly part of the reason she got cast was because of that movie, right? So. so I don't want her. I think that actors sometimes get in their own head and they're like, "I have to be so different than the last character I played." Well, this character is so different that she does. If the voice is the same kind of voice. I don't think she should well, change it just because she's worried it will be the yeah. same. Well, when it comes down to it, she'll do whatever accent the director says. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they'll find yeah. it. Fair, fair. What do you think about uh, just sort of that character, how it's evolved? Because it was a fan favorite, and this is sort of like something that really hasn't happened too many times before, where a character is very much retconned into the continuity, right. born out of the animated series, which, I mean, some of the best Batman stories ever told were on that show. Well, also, I mean, that that's happened... It doesn't happen often, but it's happened since the beginning because there are characters and ideas in the Superman radio show, like Jimmy Olsen mm-hmm. uh, that and Kryptonite, that wound up in the comics later. Also, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, right? Was Firestar, Firestar, Firestar got right, and she was only created because they originally was going to be Human Torch, and then there were TV rights issues. Right. So they created Firestar, and they made her. Did they make her an X-Man too? They made them both X-Men, right? In the cartoon, yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. That was like my introduction to X Men. But but with with Harley, I mean, it it came from Paul Dini. Basically, saw there was a, I think it was Days of Our Lives because Arlene Sorkin was on that, and there was a dream sequence where she was wearing a jester's costume. You're talking about the soap, yeah. And I did a, not know this. Yeah, this is great. There was a dream sequence where she was wearing this jester outfit, and he thought that looks amazing, and so just basically copied that, and then asked Arlene because he knew her. To voice this character, who's huh. just going to be a throwaway character in one episode, where the Joker sort of needed this girl sidekick. Whoa! And but she was just so much fun. They made a couple more episodes about her, and then they saw the fan response. Uh-huh. Like, all right, we're just rocking this out, and and a throwaway joke where Batman told Robin she used to be uh, a psychoanalytical therapist or something right. like at Arkham. Like, then led eventually to the comic book, and then. Uh, episode of the same name, Mad Love, where you had this whole origin story mm-hmm. where she'd been uh, a doctor who really, though, wasn't At about... Arkham? Cu- yeah. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although she really wasn't about curing. She was someone who was uh, controlled by ambition. She wanted to become the person who examined the Joker and came to understand him. Not necessarily someone who had healed the Joker. Wow. And Joker took advantage she of... She wanted him to be her life's work in a sense. Right. So she's right. a way deeper character than a lot of people realize. I right. thought she was just a goof who was no, a no, hot no, no, chick. No, no, no. And, she's in, and, and you would see in Mad Love how she was trying to analyze the Joker and, and, she, and he, like he does often in the comics, gave her a particular origin that he realized she would connect to and that she would start feeling an emotional okay. attachment to and then okay. slowly through their therapy session he's actually corrupting her and it's just because one the Joker loves to corrupt people and two because her name amused him that Harleen Quinzel could yeah. be manipulated to Harley Quinn or Harlequin like Roy G. Bivolo right and yeah, and so go. on that simple amusement he's like yeah I'm gonna mess with this and and 
she finally got into the comic book continuity in, in right before 2000 in 1999. And then and uh, and now it has been reintroduced in New 52 as yeah, well. Yeah, and I'm I'm of two minds. I think Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor are doing an amazing job with her in her solo book. Mm-hmm. I think that's been really good. But the way she's been in the Suicide Squad in New 52, I honestly think a lot of magic's been taken out of her character. She's just sort of this weird she doesn't have the same charm she used to have. I find it weird that she's like just got this weird relationship with Deadshot happening at times. What do you and feel like she's missing? What would they need to add to make oh, you feel? I think, I think they don't know depending on which issue of, of Suicide Squad you've been reading in Nifty 2 she's, she either is this sort of dim-witted, naive person who's really crazy or she's completely putting on an act. That's how she is in Assault on Arkham, um, the whole film. Right. Or like in, in, the, in the issue zero or the New Year's sorry, not New Year's Evil um uh, the the forever evil issue where they're going into her origin in New Fifty Two, she basically says that she's putting on an act that this is all an act and she's actually very manipulative and smart and I and I feel like there's a middle ground there. There should be a little bit of innocence, not naivete, not immaturity necessarily. Like, but because she is intelligent and and she is able to hold her own in a fight, but there should be a little bit of an innocence where she honestly doesn't know why it's bad to beat up people if they annoy you, or why it's bad to blow a building up because the explosion will look pretty. So is that the you direction know? that you uh, think that they should go f- with Margot Robbie's character in the film? Because now yeah, to make she, this character work be, in a cinema, right. yeah. in a cinematic uh, interpretation is going to be a completely different ball of wax. Well, it, the fact that they're including the Joker at all is interesting because I think you sort of need the presence of the Joker there for her to make a little yes, bit of sense. This of is the person, this, this is um, Patty Hearst in a way. And you you sort of need that that presence there. At the same time, I don't see the Joker working with the Suicide Squad unless you know, he's not I, working with well, it. I mean, no. I shouldn't say that we don't know. We don't but know exactly. Don't. Most yeah. of us believe, and most of the rumors have been that the Joker is going to be locked up, horribly right. scarred from his battles with the Batman over the years. Kind of like how he's locked up in a lot of Dark Knight Returns. He's right. going to be used as a teaser for the future. And in right. Assault on I, Arkham, and if they play it that out. way, cool. And that's what I want. I want to see yeah. maybe just a little thing, just to tease. Like, oh, wait till next time. But yeah. I also do like the idea of Deathstroke, and I would like to see a real badass Deathstroke Batman brawl because Oof. more than I even want to see this Batman, because I think the action in this Batman universe is going to be great. I think Zack Snyder does action really well, well. And I think that seeing a Deathstroke Batman fight down the line could be really, really great. Sure. Um, let's move on to... Yeah, uh, we don't got too much time. Jesse right? Eisenberg uh, talked a little bit about playing Lex Luthor, kind of echoing uh, Henry. That's a cool Photoshop, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he basically said that, uh, you know, in his sort of like hipstery way, like that, yes, it, uh, he likes playing the role and we'll uh, do it again. He's, He's a perfect role for him. He does the strangest interviews. Yeah, he really he does. does. Yeah. I, like, I want to just see him do like a happy dance or something weird because, I don't know, I... I think it's cool when people love their roles. I think it's cool when people are appreciative for being cast. I think it's cool that he wants to continue. But there's something about the way that he delivers that that I'm like, well, I don't know. I know. What's it's a going on up there? But, but the way he does, like, the, the same complaint you have is also why he's probably good to play Lex Luthor. I think he, yeah. I'm excited have to have that, him play you know, Lex Luthor. That always Absolutely. on edge, just mysterious... I could murder you with the you know pulse of my finger. Of course, for you know, clarification, kind of... I wasn't saying I didn't think he should yeah. be cast. I think that he's great for the role. What are right. your thoughts on uh, Jesse as Lex? Uh, I've, and I've, that direction, sort of. I mean, again, it's not necessarily who I would cast, but you know, he's a good actor. So, sure. so I, I'm curious to see it. It's and and the fact is, they're going already with a version of 
their own version of Superman, their own atmosphere of Superman. So it's already something that I wouldn't be doing. So yes. I've, I've just got to adjust, like, this is what they're doing. Yeah. And, if, and if it fits with their version of things, great. Like, he's, a, he's an excellent actor. I'm curious to see what he brings. There's a few more things I want to get to, so we'll start to move a little quick here. But I really wanted to talk about the next one. Uh, according to a rumor mm-hmm. sussed out by the inimitable El Mayimbe of Latino Review... The Justice League Dark script from Guillermo del Toro will feature Boston Brand the Deadman, Jason Blood, Etrigan the Demon, Zatanna, and John Constantine. What do we think of these characters appearing in uh, this lineup, and what do we think about who's potentially missing? Well, I, know, I know who you think is missing. Okay. <clears throat> Your homeboy Swamp Thing. Yes, that does stand out. Now, these are all still rumors because we had previously heard that Swamp Thing and Madame Xanadu are in the script. So I don't know if they're excised, but I will tell you this. My opinion, and then I want to hear what you all think. If this gets green light, it immediately becomes the DC Cinematic Universe film I am most looking forward to. Almost more than everything else. Well, because I'll tell you why. Um, Guillermo del Toro, Monsters, I mean, Pacific Rim, Giant Robots. Right. uh, um, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan, thank you. Pan's Labyrinth is probably my favorite one of his movies. The Hellboy movies. The idea of that guy having Swamp Thing would bring the Swamp Thing that I want to see. But that doesn't mean that extra again wouldn't be incredible and dead man so yeah both great characters i have not read a lot of the justice league dark so i really want to hear what you have to say about this lineup and 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 whether you're excited or not about it you know the first story arc they did the new 52 uh it was really floundering and i don't think they they knew the identity of the team and then starting with i want to say issue eight or nine they brought in new story arc new directions uh, uh now a solid team membership and holy that rocked out it was really cool and it was what i think it should have been, which is that this is a team of this sort of a non-team. These are not people who particularly like working with each other or with groups yeah. in general. But there are threats where all of them have different talents that you have to pull together, and and sort of it's almost more a, supernatural threats, right? Yeah, These are things that threats, like right. regular Justice they, League can't handle, right? Exactly, uh, and and that they simply don't have the mindset to handle because to deal with some of these supernatural threats, you have to like go into some dark places, both literally and in your brain. Well, speaking of which, I mean, in I don't know if we know this, but is Boston Brand, is he going to become the dead man if he's included in... Like, is this his film? origin, or is yeah. he already a ghost? I don't know. Like, yeah, that, that, that's my I answer. hope he's already a ghost. I, that would be, that would be right. fun. I think you guys have thought further into the plot of this than they have gone so far. Like, we, we know that apparently know, there's right. a script. That's I mean, how I so. feel about many comic book movies. <laughs> that, that might be true. You know, I, I think that this is cool. I would be interested, of course, but it wouldn't be my number one favorite that I'm looking forward to the most. I am happy for fans that love Constantine, um, and that show might be getting canceled. Right. So, so this might be your it. only yeah, shot for Constantine. Like a, a little bit of a tissue. You, like what for them think, to wipe their tears with? I think right now the number one movie anyone has to look forward to has to be Dawn of Justice because that's if that doesn't go over well, then what the hell? No, I am ve- obviously very much to looking start, forward to yeah. Dawn of Justice, but just the whole idea no, of Guillermo del Toro directing a, a DCCU right. film doesn't sound real to me. It sounds like so much talk. That's why if it got green, Because also it's so different. Like, we've already sort of got a taste of Dawn of Justice because it's mostly the same people who did Man of Steel. So we already have a taste of the atmosphere right. and, and how the story paces out. Whereas with this... 
Yeah, the the possibilities are, are really enticing. I Guillermo likes to, to do his own stuff, but yeah. he also and loves properties. I mean, he did Hellboy, and he loves yeah, Hellboy. And there are also such exaggerated characters here and there. Like, Etrigan is a freaking demon who rhymes. Yes. I love that. Dead Man is just, you know, he's a, he's a guy. He's a ghost, but he just sees himself as just this With guy. With a really high collar. Like, I'm now, just Boston. And you What's mentioned Etrigan. Isn't he... Technically, that's the demon that goes inside of Jason Blood, right? And right, then, and then right. And then when it's summoned, it kind of just... Like right, that. depending on which version nice of the comics thank you yeah mm-hmm. depending on which version no of the comics yet. you're you're reading he's either a manifestation of Jason's dark side or he's a demon who is Merlin's half brother mm. and was bonded to Jason's soul and so they shared the same body so he's basically if if you're making an avengers comparison he's their hulk yes okay Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. Ooh, five minutes left. Okay. 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 Um, so, okay, uh, really quickly, we'll mention uh, the pretty woman herself is going to turn Me? Bat Kid Begins, you yes. know? Yes, you. Uh, the Wish Heard Round the World into get a it, feature film. Julia Roberts at the Slam Dance Festival apparently has purchased the rights to this film. This is, of course, the documentary great. Uh, about the young boy who had leukemia. And then around the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, they did this citywide um, <sighs> stunt where he, this little kid got to be Batman for the day. And everyone cried. Everyone cried. Everyone cried. And, and it, be, it just grew. It's a, it, to me, it has tremendous cinematic potential because it's one of these things that started small and yeah. then everybody just added to it and added yeah. to it and it became this huge, huge event. What well, can over, we... over 25,000 residents turned out and then over 2 billion people on social media. What could be bigger or better than this? Nothing. I just think it's Nothing. awesome. I think it's Ever. awesome. This yeah. is the only thing that could get me excited for a Julia Roberts project. <laughs> I mean, the All only right, thing is like right. you, you add a Batman element to Julia Roberts. That's a little much over there. Is it? Yeah. Really? What's the next thing? You know, she, she, um, she seems like a fine lady. She if you need, okay, well, I really quickly, I'll just mention the Suicide Squad. If you need a fix really fast, uh, Suicide Squad will return on episode 18 of yes. Arrow Season 3. Um, and yes. I also just want to mention I thought Arrow was really great this week I love the Ra's al Ghul stuff they're doing I love that Ollie's been out of town I, I agree with you but they are getting mixed reviews right now are they really? I, I yeah. wasn't I, honestly I wasn't feeling this episode as much there are some some pacing and plot issues I have with it I, I like the last episode better my biggest problem with Arrow is that everybody freaking fights I hate the shows where everybody's well, trained also, and, honestly, and jumps in and is fighting and is amazing at fighting. Right, All of a well, sudden, also, the lawyer that everybody. Ollie's been missing for a week and the city's this bad. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. I appreciate that you want to show that the absence of a hero means something. <laughs> it's been five days. What is wrong with all of you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, this one we do so want to talk about a little bit. Following the announcement last week of Melissa Benoist, the Supergirl, we now know that Jimmy Olsen will be in this universe. He will work with Supergirl. He's cast and he'll be betrayed by, I, I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce his name. McCad Brooks. Uh, he's a photographer yeah, at Catco, which I'm assuming has something to do with Cat Grant. It could be. It could be. Maybe she started a, a blogging thing here or, or her own social okay, media. So Cat Grant has been uh, someone at the Daily Planet and then like she, uh, has been a news a, reporter. She's her J. Jonah Jameson. You guys know that I'm very involved in the TV universe, so I know him from Desperate Housewives. Okay. Uh, and, and he's good. He's fine. I don't know that much about him. I'm wondering. I don't see too much of a resemblance with the traditional uh, Jimmy Olsen, but I'm yeah, sure they'll dye his hair red, and that will be fine. Oh, I, yeah, I don't fix everything for everyone. Oh, for sure. You, but, so well, you guys are for him going red, but you're not for Momoa going blonde. What's wrong with this world? No, no. Jimmy Olsen's got to be a ginger. Um, real <laughs> quickly, though, I know we have to end, but I, I just want to say, like, um, what does this mean, the fact that Cars or L's working with Jimmy Olsen? Does that mean that, that Clark doesn't exist in this world, or, or it does and is off planet i mean what what is this what do you think I, this implies i mean you could you could the easiest fix for me would be that 
this it doesn't take place in Metropolis, and that Jimmy it doesn't. Like, there was another city mentioned, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so Jimmy maybe he's trying to do a new direction in his life, moves to this other city for a while, and can mention that he has these friends back home, which Clark is very similar to what happened in the Supergirl film, right? So, <laughs> it's an easy fix, you know, and it's, it's, that's why you have Frazier move to Seattle when he has his own show. That, that so you don't have to wonder why Sam and Diane don't show up every episode, right? You know. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. So, so I'm okay with that. Uh, so you're okay with the fact that they very well may be echoing the Supergirl film? If they echo that element, fine. We don't we don't have to adapt that film any further. What do you guys think? It's a not it's a non traditional Jimmy Olsen. What do you, I mean? You know, I'm all for non tradition. Why okay. not? I exactly. mean, if Tyrese can pitch himself for a character that might not even be in a movie, why can't we? They, they're already casting him. They're yeah. already casting Jimmy yeah. Olsen. So I'm good. No, no, I think it's good. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. It's the same producers that brought us, you know, uh, Flash, that brought us Arrow. Exactly. So. so I've got a lot of faith in it. By the way, yeah. I have enjoyed, I felt like we were sitting with the James Lipton of Oh my goodness, <laughs> seriously. And not, you know, not only that, great. but thank the you. chat thought that too. They loved you. Alan, oh, I just want to thank you. Alan Kisser, he thank will you, be Jack back on the show. You'll be back on Absolutely. the show. Absolutely, I'd love he to He will come back and talk to us. We have some authority right now. You can find me on Twitter at Sizzler Kissler and go to YouTube channel Think About the Ink. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me at Adam Gertler on Twitter, on Instagram, although most of my Instagram pictures involve sausage. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer or you can find us here at Popcorn Talk. I'm on YouTube. You can go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We love hearing what you guys have to say. Always hashtag DC Movie News. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at DC Movies SK. And make sure you're asking us questions. Yes, I did finally bring my Flash stuff in. Thank you guys for noticing. I love you so much. At Jay Guasto <laughs> and the Wrestling Apodros Slamcast on Nerdist at Wrestling Buzz. Check it out. It's always a good time. Woo-hoo. All right. Thanks, everybody. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.